Internet Traffic Jam, episode 391. Hi, my name is Vince Reed, lead generation expert, speaker, and coach. And if you want to learn how to generate targeted leads for your business using pay-per-click marketing on a mastery level, stay tuned because I'm going to show you how. Welcome to the Battlezone edition of Internet Traffic Jam. Vince Reed here, and what you're about to listen to is a mastermind that I had with Steve Sims. Steve is the founder of Bluefish, the number one VIP and executive concierge company in the world. If you want to basically see anything, anywhere, anytime, Steve is the person you want to connect with. So definitely sit back and enjoy the one and only Steve Sims. All right, guys, we are live, and I'm very excited. I have an individual here with me who I've wanted to get to know and pick his brain for many years. Mr. Steve Sims, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I love about the Battle Mastermind is the fact that there's no holds barred. I see you got Harleys back there. I know you're a tough guy, so I can't promise that you'll make it out alive, but I just wanted to ask you, are you ready to, to battle in the, in, the battle, in the battle? I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. <laughs> awesome, man. So um, for those of you watching, maybe this is your first time, the way that it works, it's just uh, myself and Steve, and you guys are flies on the wall, and it's just us getting better working on our business. So let the battle begin. <laughs> All right, so Steve, tell us a little bit about your, your business. Give us a quick Cliff Notes version of, of why you're so awesome. Uh, I don't know about the last <laughs> bit, but I'm the guy you contact when you want to get a trip down to see the Titanic when you want to walk the red carpet of any award show in the planet, when you want front row to a fashion week in Milan, when you want to be getting a guitar lesson from ZZ Top, taking over a museum for a dinner party with Andrea Bocelli, or basically getting married in the Vatican. Forbes called me the modern day real life Wizard of Oz. Bingo. Awesome. Awesome. And I've read and I've <laughs> done a lot. And that's phenomenal. I mean, I've read that um, you basically operate the number one private concierge service in the world. Yes, I do. That is amazing. Amazing. So, man, I wish we had an hour, but we're going to keep it because I got so many questions. All right. So my first question to you is, you know, how? How did that come about as a business model? I mean, people are always, they're entrepreneurs. They think about, you know, I want to start this business. I want to start that business. How does a person say, I want to run the number one private concierge service in the world. Like, did that, did it just happen? Did, was that the plan getting started? Please tell me how that came about. Yeah, it won't take too many seconds for people to realize that I'm not uh, um, uh, an educated man from school. I class myself <laughs> as educated, but I don't think my schooling had anything to do with it. So I really didn't get into this game and go, hey, I want to launch this. Um, I actually started off as a doorman in Hong Kong and I would, tell the locals that this wasn't a good night. Let the tourists in because they weren't going to be around again. But I started off just picking and choosing based on my gut feel who to best look after. And then I started throwing my own parties and then people started having me throw their parties. Before you knew it, I was just this very transparent, easy to understand guy that had no layers that would tell you yes or no. And it was as simple as that. And whether I'm letting you into a club if it's a good night or denying you if it's a bad night or whether or not I'm helping you get into Sir Elton John's Oscar party or the Victoria, uh, Victoria's Secrets fashion show. I will be blunt and say, it's not for you or yes, it is for you. Let's do it. 
Awesome. So make sure you keep a spot for me for the next Victoria's Secret. It's ready for you, pal. It's ready for you. My wife will be okay with that because we already have an agreement over Adriana Lima. We already, we've talked about it several, <laughs> several times. <laughs> awesome. So when it came to getting clients, I mean, um, from, by the way, guys, um, you know, Steve owns Bluefish and you guys can check out his website at thebluefish.com. He also has a book I want to talk about as well. Um, but did you start off? Cause you, you, I mean, from the looks of it and from obviously our conversations, I mean, anything from travel to, like you said, going to a show, was it, did you start off like, like you said, you were hosting events and parties. How did it go to such a wide variety of pretty much anything you need? If you're a billionaire, you're the guy yeah. that you go to. What I wanted to do, and this is where it kind of gets a bit kind of crazy, was I wanted to knock around with successful people. That was my only goal. There was no point in going to a party full of poor people. That couldn't help me. So first of all, if you want to go fishing, go where fish feed. I went to parties that were looked after by a lot of affluent people with quite simply the shallow idea that if I got on with enough people, I could get a job. I was very delusional that I thought if I knew a lot. So I did all of these things at first to try and ingrain myself in that circle. And quite simply, five years went by and I never got anyone offering me a job. But before I knew it, people were knocking on my shoulder going, hey, Jimmy says that you're the man that can look after me in Monaco. And Bobby says, you're the guy I got to talk to if I've got to go to London. And I would be, yeah, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, how can I help you? And I wanted to be that guy to be in the circle. And before I knew it, I had a network. I had a community. And without realizing it, I had a brand that's just this ugly guy that could get shit done. Awesome. And, that, and that's something that people watching should understand is you just got it done. And then what I found intriguing is that people start saying, hey, go to this guy, go to this guy. And that to me is the best when um, people oh. are basically, you know, telling other people, you got to go to this guy. And that's how everybody's brain should be working in business. Be the guy that not only people want to go to, that other people are telling to go to. Would you agree with that? Well, how old are you? I'm 37. All right. So yeah, you can relate to this. I'm 50 years old and I come from an era of East London where you would go down to your, to your local shop. You'd walk out with your pint of milk and your bread. You'd wave at the, uh, the guy who owned the store and you'd leave. You wouldn't pay. And your mum would go down on Saturday and she would pay. So this was a period of time where your word was your bond. And my, my parents, I came from a bricklaying family. My dad would always say, without your word, you're nothing. You're shit. And he would be that forceful about it. And I actually thought we were a very poor family. It wasn't until 10 years later that I realized with all the values of hard work, doing it, getting it done, don't overthink, just do. And this miraculous concept of keep your word that I realized just how wealthy I was in values. And I've taken that all the way through. So it's kind of upsetting that now that is some kind of golden trophy that, hey, look at this guy. He actually keeps his word when really it should be as natural as walking and breathing. Absolutely. That is, that is so true. So do you have anything for me? You got a question for me? Yeah. What do you think about um, handling your day? Because I know you're a busy guy and I know you have a lot going on. So it's always, whenever I've met people that are that busy, I always say, how do you prioritize your day? You know, I pretty much only have, I do a lot of things, but I only have a few things that I say I have to do every day. So, um, and one of those things are, a get better session each and every day, an hour. My door is closed, reading a book, watching a training video, growing. If I don't get that minimum of an hour a day of growth, I feel weird. I feel like I lost something. I mean, obviously, you, I'm sure you know, you're, in my opinion, you're either growing or you're dying. There's no staying yeah. the same. 
So that's one thing that I have to do each and every day. And then the other thing is just some level of fitness, uh, working out, going to the gym, watching, putting in the insanity CD and doing that for half hour, something to just stay fit. And then um, other than that, the other hour that I have to do is do like perfect my craft. So my specialty is traffic and lead generation. So I want to spend at least an hour setting up a campaign, doing something, looking at my ads, seeing where I can make things better. Um, my goals each and every day is to break my records from the day before. So even if that's a 10th of a percent or one more lead. So if I got 100 leads yesterday, I want to get 101 leads the next day. So if I didn't do that, I figure how I can do that. So those are the three things that I spent, that I focus on. And then I guess you should say the other thing, which I probably should have threw in there, is really just spend quality time with family. Um, be able to just step back and whether that's in the evening with my daughter, I, one of the things I love is being able to pick her up from school, um, having that quality time where I don't have any distractions and spend some time with them. So if you look at that, that's three to four hours a day of really, I just, those are the things I've got to get done. But other than that, I've built a pretty solid lifestyle that allows me to just have the flexibility and freedom um, to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So um, it's been pretty cool. Do you know, one of, the, one of the perks of my job, and this is why I can not really walk away from it, is that I get paid to travel the world and meet some incredibly successful people, some incredibly wealthy people. And here's the strange thing, nine times out of 10, you don't know who they are. Yeah, you're traveling to Poland to suddenly find out that this guy pretty much owns Poland or this guy <laughs> over here owns, you know, this area. It's just incredible. Even here in Hollywood, the big players are the guys that are financing the movies. Mm -hmm. You've got a celebrity that's making $20 off of a movie. And you go, wow, he's a celebrity. You don't recognize the guy walking behind him on the red carpet <laughs> on the Oscars that tucked away $100 million from that movie and has three of them up for the Oscars. That's the guy that's minted. The big parties in Hollywood and never the celebrities. They're always the people that you don't know. And here's the funny thing. A lot of the people I get to meet, because I'm a big family boy. I celebrated 32 years with my wife this year. I got three kids. I like most of them, and I got four <laughs> dogs. But I noticed most of the people that I, I knock around with focus on their family and them first, because then they can do what they do better. I found a lot of people that when they spend 90% of their time working on their business, they're actually not in their zone because they're weak, because only 10% is focusing on them. You gave us four examples, and three of them were quite simply your family and self-growth and being fit. They were all selfish. They were all you, which meant that when you went to the one that was business-related, you had more to offer. Mm -hmm. You're not as unusual as you maybe think you are. Wow. Man, that's powerful. We could just stop right there. But we can't, we can't because I want to hear about this book. Because <laughs> tell me, I heard that you had a book coming out. Uh, tell me a little bit about a book. I just wrote my first book. I got to get you a copy. I know yes. what goes into writing a book. It's not easy. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. What's in it? And uh, how was that whole process for you? Uh, it was wonderful. It was painful. It was scary. It was wonderful. And then it was overwhelming. Um, I actually got, I got approached a couple of years ago. And of course, my circle's good. So I know some fantastic people. And there'd always been this joke about, oh, you should write a book. I could never write a book on what I did for who because quite simply, I'd probably be dead by cocktail hour. Um, <laughs> but someone actually had me doing speeches, and Jason Gaynor was one of the guys, and said, look, we don't want you to be on stage and talk about the world of luxury and crazy. We want to know how a bricklayer does this with Andrea Bocelli, or a bricklayer does this with the Pope. So I started to do these how-to chats and firesides. 
And then it actually came up and I was approached to do this book. So I got a great retainer and I, I thought, ah, that's brilliant. And we got a ghostwriter. And I, I bought one of these motorcycles with the first tranche of the retainer. And I thought, this is easy. I'm going to write a book every five months and I'm going to be minted. Then you suddenly realize that the debt and liability that you get, not from the publishing house, because you don't pay back a retainer, but then something came over me was, hang on a minute, people that I don't know, maybe someone listening here is going to read this book. And they're actually going to take a few hours out of their life and 24 bucks or whatever it is um, to read. I owe them. And so then all of a sudden, we dumped the first copy of the book. Took two years to come out. Comes out on October the 17th. And it's got a little antidote to what I did with the different wild and wacky and within my business. But really breaks it down to how primitive that, again, I've said right at the beginning that I am, how primitive you can actually make steps to build up your communication, to stand out, to be unique, to be proud, to identify you as someone that the other person wants to engage with and to be part of their life. So it's really a very short, sharp uh, story, antidote, and then quite simply, a cheat sheet at the end of every chapter on, hey, I did this with the Pope, you can do this with your new girlfriend, or you can do this with a business partner, or you can do this to get to a celebrity if you want. So I'm putting all that stuff in the book for the first time ever. So to simplify it to someone watching, this book is going to help them essentially be able to network with or connect with individuals who they otherwise would have thought would be no, there would be no way possible for them to meet. Yeah, and I even go as far as to say that to create a foundation. At the moment, we talk about communication, we talk about connecting, and that horrible word networking, where people are like prairie dogs, they get the business card, and all of a sudden they're like, great, bing, and they're off to the next one, and they think they can pay the mortgage by the amount of business cards they can get in one night. It's all about cementing and building a foundation on a relationship so that you can make a call and maybe not do business with that person, but you said about the referral business earlier, Mm-hmm. None of my businesses, Bluefish, SteveDSims.com, Taste of Blue, none of these have phone numbers on them because I don't want you contacting me. I want someone that you know whispering in your ear, you need to go over there. And that's how I've got all my business since the year 2000. No phone numbers to get hold of me. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So the book comes out in, right? I mean, it's around the corner. Yes, yeah, 17th of October. We're on countdown. So do you have a launch strategy? I know it's your question, but what's the plan? Where do you go? Are you going on, on a book tour? What's the plan for, to get I that have out? Some, I have some very good friends. Uh, I mentioned Jason Gaynard, Joe Polish, Jay Abraham. So I'm very lucky and spoiled in the people that I can call friends. So the first thing I did, I remember when I said that I got offered this book deal, you know, Jay's like, get a bottle of whiskey and come down to my house. We'll eat steak and come up with a book by the end of the night. So when you're <laughs> sitting in Jay's bed, in Jay's room, going through books, that's a not a bad place to be. Um, right. So I was able to speak to a lot of different people, Ryan Holiday, Tucker Max, that all gave me all these different ideas. And a lot of those people are using their network, networks to just go out and go, hey, this is a different kind of individual. He's an East London bricklayer that now does X. Your excuses are now gone. Because no one, no one can stand toe-to-toe to me and go, well, that's because you had this, or that's because you knew that person. You don't have a damn excuse that you can get over me that tells you why I could get there and why you couldn't. Absolutely. I mean, amazing, amazing. So you got a question for me? How can I help? 
You see, the daft thing is, I've always been very antiquated in my business because of the referral business. And it's always scared me how to scale. So it's always been daunting for me to actually put myself out there to get more clients, but in an exclusive manner that you don't look as though you're selling out. Where do you find that little, that pretty little sweet spot? Well, I have a question for you. I'm going to answer your question, but I need to know this before I can answer it. Are you, do you do much social media? Like, are you putting yourself out there much or are you kind of behind the scenes of what's going on? Well, we get a lot of print and media uh, for the internet. So we get a ton of press, you know, Forbes, Wall Street Journal. That's our big thing. You, know, you, all... you specifically, because I me? just be this little time chatting with you. I wish I want to just sit down and like, you know, I don't drink much, but have a drink and just pick your brain. I just feel like it would be fascinating. And I feel like everybody else around would have the same experience. Is that, do people know about this? I mean, your story? Yeah, now that, now that it's been, up until maybe about five years ago, I was a little bit more behind the scenes and everyone knew me as the CEO of this company and the founder, but they didn't know too much about my story. And then about two years ago, when I got the book deal, the first thing the, uh, the people up at Simon Schuster said, um, and I was thrilled that I got Simon Schuster to even, I actually went home and Googled who Simon Schuster was. And then was like, <laughs> holy crap, you know? So um, the first thing they said is, you've got to get social. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, where are you every bloody day? Take a picture. So, you know, now when I'm out at shows or I've got clients or I'm doing stuff, I'll be kind of like doing these little selfies and stuff. So cool. I am a lot more social now. And we did really well. We went from, I think it was about 600, um, 600 people on Instagram. And uh, I think, you know, 580 of those were probably lost. Um, up to, I think we're at about 26,100 or something like, over 25,000 now in, you know, the space of less than a year. Um, Absolutely. So it's, it's been pretty incredible. Uh, I find Instagram has been very good for me. And I never knew about social. So it's been very, and my clients don't really come to me via, via social, but it's funny how many of them actually watch you. And they're kind of like right. got their nose over the fence. And every now and then you'll get a client and be going, oh, Steve, I need to go to here, here. And I'm like, absolutely, certainly. And they would be like, oh, by the way, I like the picture of you on your bike the other week. And i am like, oh, damn, you know. And you start to think to yourself, oh, I better be careful what I put out there. But I realized my strength was in actually being out there. So everyone knew and I really adopted, changed my, my view on this. I believe if you're sending me a grand, a couple of grand, 200 grand, $500,000 to make something happen, you want to know where the money's going. And you Absolutely. don't want to be confused. Now, if you look at me and you go, well, this guy's that, 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 there's no confusion. You know, you don't retain me because you want to date me. You retain me because you want me to do stuff. And I'm able to do stuff. And so it's very important that if you're a business owner, Get out in front of your business and say, look, this is me. This is my ethos. These are my viewpoints. This is what I stand for. It's no surprise that my company, therefore, has the same values. Absolutely. And especially if you, I mean, you have things that are, I think would entertain and educate. Like, so for example, if you're riding the Harley out and there's a good scene or a play, you're somewhere peaceful, I think taking the phone out and just documenting or discussing something that you picked up or, or um, uh, an experience that you had while helping a client I think that um, you can share the lifestyle and have fun doing it that we're not, I think would still attract high level clients. And obviously, like yeah. as you said, spark, oh, I got to go talk to Steve. I want to go to the Victoria's Secret 
fashion show next time, so I need to call him, right? So, you know. Well, here's, those- a fu- here's a funny one that you say that because we did actually, we've got, we got Bluefish Group on Instagram and we've got Steve D. Sims on Instagram. So on Bluefish, we put a, we put a pretty picture of a, a new yacht that's come out or a fantastic hotel that's just opened up in Colombia. We put all of these luxurious things on there. And then on mine, I'll take a picture of me having a whiskey, a little whiskey dump dive in London. Or I'll take a picture of me from the top of Mulholland on a motorcycle or something like that. It's really strange that there's only about 3,000 people on Instagram on Bluefish, but you see me having a drink of whiskey saying, Namaste, you buggers. And they like it. And it's just very funny that I think they like, and I hate to use this word, in fact, I'm not going to use it. I think my Instagram page for me is just transparent as to who I am, what I feel. And I do rant. If I see something I don't like, I'll take a picture of it and I'll be like, how the hell is this available? How, how is this possible? Or I'll see an advert I like and I'll go, I really like this advert. This struck me. Why do you think it struck me? And, you know, I'll just put silly little stuff up there. Well, I think you've got it. I think that's the bit of scale you need. I think the only other your question to scale, my reason I asked you, I wanted to know if you were already putting out content. Sounds like you are the right type of content. It sounds like you are. The next thing you need to do is just put that little boost behind a little punch. I would keep that information in front of the people that are looking at the Rob Rob report or people that are looking at the kinds of magazines and the things that would attract your style of client. Just a little boost. Even if it's five to 10 bucks a day, I would just boost that content in front of your ideal client. Um, I think that that's all you need. You don't need much from there. And do you prefer, do you prefer, I'm grilling you now, do you prefer Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? I would, if I had to pick an order, well, if I, to be truthful, I'd say all of them. They all work together because I tell people all the time, like, um, for example, someone might see me on Twitter. They might click a page. I might pixel them there. Then I might run a retargeting ad on Facebook and now they saw me on Twitter. There was guys everywhere. I want to connect with them. So I think they all work t- together, but to answer your question, I would say for you, for what you're doing, the scenery, people love pictures and imagery on Instagram. I would say Instagram first, Facebook second, or both Facebook, Instagram, either way you want to slice it. Then, then the other platforms, short one minute, 30 second clips, you on your bike, you about to go to an event, you on a private jet, whatever that may be, you doing something for your client, um, you hanging out with the Pope, whatever it may be. I think that if that was exposed and then just kind of this little, just this little kick in the butt towards your ideal client, the things that they do, the magazines, the websites that they visit, absolutely, that's good for consistent clients each and every day because the brand is already there. That's what I would yeah. say for you. I think Instagram, and I'm, I'm only just, I'm viewing this world. And like all entrepreneurs, we like to like crack between the curtain and have a little poke, poke around. Right. And it's very interesting for me to be looking through and to be talking to you with your viewpoint there. One of the things I've noticed is Instagram has done better for me because you don't have to have an account to be able to see it. With Facebook, yeah. you have to have an account. So there I, never, are certain, I never actually even thought about that before. Yeah, so I, I've actually had it said to me before. I've had a couple of clients that have said, we're not on social. And so I've never seen anything other than your Instagram page. And I said to him out, I said, I don't have to see my, and the guy said, you don't need an account. I see your Instagram. Interesting. And so there you go. That was uh, a, boom, I've given you something. You taught me something. I didn't know that. I didn't even Uh, know that was possible on social. I told you, I I looked through that curtain. I bury in the fine shit. Well, you're you're doing extremely well. So let me do this. Let me go over these notes and you tell me how good my note-taking skills are. All right. All right. So, you know, 
the most important thing that I took from this was the question was, how did you come up with, you know, the concept of, you know, not only just having a concierge service, but one that serves billionaires and multimillionaires in a variety of def different things. Like, and this is me just rambling. Like if I were to think of this, my brain would have went to like, let me be the guy that can get them to the type of nightlife that they want and be able to walk into a club. And I would have just did that, right? You do the travel, the show. I mean, it's so many things. So I thought that was interesting. But you said you just wanted to connect and be around people that were movers and takers, essentially. Yeah. And I felt like that drive is what led to all of this. And what better way to connect with rich people or wealthy people than giving them the things that they want the most? And I thought that that was really interesting. And uh, let's see. Go where the fish feed. I wrote that down. And I think that that even changes my perspective of even marketing, because sometimes being a guy that runs paid ads, you're like, let me just put it out there. And, you know, and, and sometimes you don't focus on who is that person? Like, who is that ideal client that I want to work with? Uh, people, if you're doing your job right, people should want to refer you. Uh, be the person, be a person of your word. And you said something that was interesting. It's like, that should just be the case. You know, like people should just be a person of their word. Unfortunately, like we can't say that for everybody. But I thought that was interesting. And clearly, you know, that's you because billionaires and millionaires aren't going to invest those types of things that they're doing with you if you're not a person of your, of your word. So that's awesome. Uh, let's see, focus on family first. I thought that was, you know, you said 30 plus years you've been married. Um, I've been, been with my wife for 32 years. We celebrated 25 years of marriage this year. Awesome. And I know this is another question I'm, not, I'm going over, but how awesome is, how much has having like that steady family helped you in business? Because I know for me, like it's just been so amazing to just have that steady support. I mean, my wife was with me when I was broke, had nothing, was paying the bills when I had nothing. So um, I told her she stuck with me because she stuck with me when I had nothing. So now she's stuck with me no matter what. So has that, you know, I don't know how long you've had this, this success, but have you had anything like that? Like, were you, was there ever a time where she was there when things were up or down? Oh, that Jesus. played a part? I'm an entrepreneur. So, you right. know, like you, you, you do this, don't you? Right. You know, and Absolutely. you have some like high times and the next minute you're scratching to pay the rent. Right. Um, so you go through that what suddenly and, and hopefully through that they start to kind of like even out a little bit right. and then when you do get a rocky one you go i've been through that 10 times before there's nothing better than going through a downtime to teach you how how well you can cope with it and Absolutely. so the next time that comes along you go i've handled that we know how to run this and it's not a problem but i really looked at my life am i rich or am i wealthy mm -hmm. and i i really did pocket that and i realized i had a strong family my, my family was fed, they were safe, they were protected, the electric was on, they had clean water, therefore I was wealthy. My Absolutely. money would just build up, but hey, as long as I got gas in the tank and I've got a glass of whiskey, everyone's safe, I'm a wealthy man. <laughs> You're good. And then we talked a little bit about your book, which I'm excited to get, it comes out October 17th, make sure you guys get it. And ultimately it's gonna show you how to build a foundation to, yeah. to essentially allow you to, um, I'm going to, I don't know if this is the right wording, but it's almost like be the person that other people want to connect with versus you trying to go out there. Cause we use the word network and I don't believe this is a networking book. 
I believe you've become the person. And I, in this conversation, like I said, I just want to hang out with you. I'm going to refer everyone to you. And I think that this book's going to help you do that and develop that foundation to do that. So definitely yeah, that's, get the that's very accurate. I don't believe I'm a networker. In fact, if you ever see me out networking, I'll be the guy in the corner with a glass of whiskey avoiding everyone. Um, <laughs> because I don't want to go around for, for two seconds of, of hot air. I want to sit at a bar and just go, well, you look cool. What's your story? And awesome. I just want to engage in that and find out if there's any, if there's any substance there. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a networker. I would say I'm definitely a connector. Um, but as I say, I'm connecting for a foundation. That's my goal. I'm not interested in hot air. Well, I appreciate it, man. I look forward to seeing you at an event sometime and picking your brain even more. How were my notes? How did I do? My you notes did really there? well. I'm glad you picked up on the family because <laughs> I, do, I do think family first. Awesome. Well, I tell everyone, you know, had I taken notes like this back in school, I might have been a decent student. <laughs> if you had taken notes back then like you did now, maybe you wouldn't be where you are. Hey, you got that right. Well, hey, you survived the battle zone. I appreciate you. You know, maybe a little bruised and battered, but we did it. So for all of you guys watching, make sure you comment and you, uh, you know, share this. And again, um, Steve, where can they connect with you? And I'm on Facebook and all that good stuff. I'm on stevedsims.com and the book is called Blue Fishing. So you can pick that up on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, any way you like. And also be sure to check out the bluefish.com, which is his company. And, uh, you know, he's going to save all the Victoria's Secret uh, you know, things for me, tickets for me, but everybody else can get anything else. All right, guys, make sure you guys comment, share, do your thing, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Hey, what's going on? Vince Reed here. I know you got a ton of value from the content that I just shared with you, but I want to let you know that I have an additional bonus for you. How would you like to learn how to generate 2,100 quality leads for your business in less than 90 days and four lead generation and marketing strategies that you can use to actually get them? If so, go ahead and click on the link in the description of this video or visit ventreed.com forward slash win. I'll see you there.